At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. Wyatt Tomchek, fourth producer of the week here in Jeff Parlay's absence. We hope Jeff gets better. Maybe you should go to the doctor, see what's up. Is it a record for you, most producers in a week? Four would be the record. Okay. I'm glad yeah. I could be, you this know, Vison history. You are week. the record setter. <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't, now that's different from the whole, like, you know, the, the master list of producers where Jeff oh, yeah, is fine. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, you got to have a three-month minimum to be considered on that list. Um, uh, all of this, of course, in my head, I always go, what does this say about me? Um, we have some breaking, a little bit of breaking news in football, NFL. Yeah, Adam Schefter is reporting that the uh, Dallas Cowboys are likely to release Amari Cooper uh, on the fifth league day. He's due $20 million, and we're talking uh, off air. It's like, I don't know if he's worth $20 million. So that's a yeah, fortunate he, cap casualty for Mr. Cooper. He's nice, but I don't know if you want to pay him $20 million. Uh, you know, uh, he'd look very nice in a Washington uniform, I would tell you that. I, I think he looks good in a Green Bay Packer uniform. Do you? Yeah. They need a number two. How you feel about Aaron Rodgers? He's coming back? You think so? I think so. Yeah, I do. People are asking me, like, you think he's going to leave? I'm like, you know, if he was really upset, he would tell Pat McAfee on his show (laughs) that I'm not happy and I want out. That's right. His therapist. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is really one of the great uh, primarily behind-the-scenes people that holds this whole operation together. We love having him in front of the scenes, if you will, as well. I think that's the opposite of behind-the-scenes. It's the great Adam Burke. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, Gil. How's it going this morning? It's going very well. One of the iconic uh, Twitter handles of all time. That's Skating Tripods as well. Adam, so let me, for those who don't know you, I know many do, but for those who don't, uh, let me just say this again. I always, I always give your intros, and this is the time of year to do it, which is, I used to write huge, or I used to call it baseball manifestos before season started, before I did the two shows, and then I stopped, I stopped doing it. And I used to say, oh, boy, these are so labor-intensive, and I write them. It takes, it takes days upon days, if not weeks. And then I always say this. I go, I thought mine were good. Oh, mine are a poem. Mine, mine are haikus. Mine are terrible compared to your dense baseball manifestos. You are the greatest writer of these that I have ever witnessed. And so I, I say that to you with, with all sincerity. And then the, the obvious follow-up question is, what do you do now with baseball in limbo? 
Well, first, I got to say, I think you're selling yourself short because I always enjoyed reading all of your content when it comes to baseball or anything else. Uh, you're one of the sharpest guys I've ever met in this industry, and I really appreciate the opportunity to work side by side with you here at VSIN. Thank you, Adam. Uh, look, as far as baseball goes, I mean, I'd probably be done with the guide at this point in time. And obviously, I don't know what the plan would have been with VSIN, but, you know, I typically tried to be done about the last week of February with it so that I could kind of let everything marinate throughout spring training, play the season win total markets, play the futures markets, and all of that. And now, I mean, not only do we have no idea when the season will actually begin, there are 200 free agents out there that still have to be signed somewhere whenever this lockout actually ends, not to mention the trades that will probably take place and all of that. So I think it's a really, really challenging baseball environment from a future standpoint right now that I wouldn't even know where to begin until we get everybody signed because depth is such a big part of my season win total write-ups and my season previews that I don't know who's going to end up where and, and how much time they'll have to get ready for the season. Yeah, so so hesitant to make any bets at this point, basically, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I would say so. You know, I mean, look, there, there's still a lot of impact free agents out there, too. Yeah. You know, some guys were signed, but I mean, you know, you're talking about Carlos Correa's and Freddie Freeman's and Carlos Rodon's, whether or not he's healthy, we don't know. But I mean, there are guys that are, you know, four or five win players. And by win, I mean, wins above replacement player that are still out there that are going to dramatically impact the teams that they go to. Would you, though, agree with the sort of broad betting statement of the fewer games we end up having, right? So the shorter and shorter the season gets the more likely you are to take shots at long shots. That makes sense intuitively. Yeah, absolutely. And Jason Weingarten wrote a really good piece over at Vston.com about that, taking a look at teams like the Orioles or teams like the Rockies, where, you know, over 162 games, it's really challenging to you know, compete at a high level. But if we play 120 games or something like that, you know, those teams have a much better chance. I think about a team, you know, my hometown team, the Guardians, where, you know, look, they're not good offensively. We'll see what they end up doing in terms of free agency, but their pitching is a major, massive weapon now when you talk about a shorter season. And also, if they got to the playoffs, if there was an expanded playoff with a best of three, you know, and you're running into Shane Bieber, you know, Zach Plesak, Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill, all these guys that are really hard to go up against, and all the Indians have to do is win two out of three, all of a sudden it makes their futures price a little bit more attractive. So those are definitely things I'll be looking at here as we hopefully draw closer to a season. Yeah, we're not suggesting that books aren't aware of this also. They are, but they don't adjust quite commensurately with the shrinkage, if you will, if I could, if I would uh, sort of suggest that. Uh, okay, so no baseball to bet on currently. Um, how much NBA and college basketball betting? What, what, what are you doing more of now? I do very little with the NBA, to be honest with you. I think it's just such a challenge to figure out who's in and who's out. And also, you know, you get a good overnight position and then all of a sudden somebody's not playing during the day. And not only do you lose some of the line value you had, but then you're scrambling to decide if you want to hold that bet, if you want to buy out of it, something like that. For me, it's all about college basketball in the month of March. I love conference tournaments. It's probably sacrilegious to say this, but I think conference tournaments are far better from a betting standpoint than the actual NCAA tournament is because you've got two head-to-head -head meetings in most cases. You've got data points on these arenas and all of that. Whereas for March Madness, you've got teams playing non-conference games for the first time since basically December. You have a lot more volatility, a lot more variance. I really love conference tournament betting, and, and I think it's something that you know a lot of people should really try to get in on here in advance of the NCAA tournament because I think there are better betting opportunities at this time of the year. Did you make any outrights in the conference tournaments? 
I made a few. Yeah, I took Hofstra in the Colonial Athletic Association. Look, Towson's a really, really good team. Towson's a team that's actually a top 65 team, according to Ken Palm. So they're clearly the deserving number one seed in this conference. But the number two seed is UNC Wilmington, who's arguably the luckiest team in the country. They're 12 and three in games decided by six or fewer points. So I look at a team like Hofstra, who wound up on the three seed line. They would play Wilmington in the semifinals, assuming that everything kind of held serve. So if I'm getting a team in Hofstra at plus 350, you know, into the finals, that gives me a little bit of wiggle room. Then I can decide, do I want to hold it? Do I want to take Towson back on the money line? Something like that gives me the opportunity to guarantee a little bit of profit. And one other one that I did on this one actually starts today in the SoCon. So UNC Greensboro is about 15 to one out there in the futures marketplace. But if you went with a money line rollover based on kind of how I'm projecting their lines out to be, you can get them more like 19 or 20 to one. And a money line rollover means you start with your initial stake and you roll it over every game with that initial bet plus the winning amount. So, you know, let's say that they're plus 120 in the first game. You bet 100 to win 120. In the next game, you'd bet 220 to win whatever that is. I think UNC Greensboro draws a pretty reasonable draw. Samford's not that good of a team. Furman is the two seed is a team that they can absolutely play with. So those are things that I kind of look for, just looking for opportunities to create and gain equity as the conference tournament goes along. All right. What about games themselves today? A whole bunch of tournament games, a whole bunch of non-tournament games. What do you got? So one thing I'm really looking closely at, in fact, there's a, a tip off here in about 50 minutes or so in the big South conference with North Carolina, a and T and Longwood, this conference tournament is really intriguing to me because these teams are playing in this 9,000 seat venue. And I figured it would be a really big venue, you know, a sparsely attended tournament and all of that. So I thought, okay, this is probably a really good conference tournament for betting unders. Well, then the over went four and zero in the first round games and every game went over by at least 19 points. So today we saw some adjustments from the odds makers out there. We have seen sharp money bet these games down a little bit with the exception of the Campbell and Gardner web game. But I'm curious to see if this trend continues because it's a first time neutral site for this tournament. So maybe not actionable today, but something I'll try to use in the future, assuming that they're coming back to this venue. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Something to think about right there. Um, did you bet anything pre-flop though? Yeah, one thing I did bet pre-flop here actually today is uh, I took Northern Iowa minus the seven and a half against uh, Illinois State. And this is one of the things that's a big advantage in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. If you're the number one seed, you play an early game in that quarterfinal round against the team that played yesterday evening. So it's a very quick turnaround for Illinois State. They won 58-53. It was kind of a rock fight type of game. But you know, look, there are two ways to look at this. One is, okay, one team kind of got to play. They got to shake out the nerves and the jitters and all of that. The other thing is it's a very quick turnaround against a rested team and a superior opponent in Northern Iowa. So while the Panthers may start a little bit slow in this game, I do think that they ultimately wear down Illinois State. So went ahead and took them minus the seven and a half. And one other one that I'm looking at here is Moorhead State in the first half against Belmont. Now, Moorhead State beat or they split with Belmont in the regular season. The game they lost was 48-47. It was not much of a game, but they obviously hung in that one. Moorhead State played last night. Belmont getting the triple bye to the semifinals here in this conference tournament. It's a long time without playing. Moorhead State having played on this floor already, being a pretty good defensive team. I think they start out well in this game. I think Belmont ultimately wins, but I think the first half with Moorhead State is something to look at there. Uh, and you can get them in the plus two, plus two and a half range. 
Adam, you're awesome. Uh, before we go here, 30 seconds, because I haven't had a chance to ask you the biggest question of them all. Of all the big contenders here uh, with March Madness upon us, who's the one you trust the least? The one I trust the least, I would say Duke. You know, I mean, look, they're obviously an incredibly talented team, but the ACC is very weak this year, and, and they just kind of have a knack of not living up to their expectations in the NCAA tournament. So Duke would be the one I would have to say, and then just real quickly on the flip side, a team I think has a ton of upside that I'm looking to maybe invest in would be Auburn. I think Auburn is really, really good. Their three-point shooting got bad late in the year. As long as they're average from three, they could very well win the NCAA tournament. Dude, I am so on the Bruce Pearl train i'm right there with you just i I haven't heard many people mention them here of of late because obviously they've had some bumps in the road i like it adam appreciate it man thank you absolutely have a good one go you too adam burke at skating tripods on twitter can't wait for when baseball finally does start to read his stuff coming back john anik on ufc 272 At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, on every key team conference and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th. For only $19, all the details at vcin.com slash madness. We get tweets at beating the book. Let me just say this, Wyatt Tomchek, Wyatt Tomchek, who's in for Jeff Parlay. Todd Wishnev appearances get the most uh, variant responses, right? From the extremely awesome to uh, to some people not to get, not to care for. This is D. Anderson. D. Anderson says, you guys just blew my mind with that in-game possession pace convo. I couldn't write it down fast enough. Where can I read more on this? Thanks, guys. And Todd responded uh, that Ken Palm is always a good place to start. But it's always fascinating to, to hear the extreme. Just Some people just um, think it's the greatest thing in the world. I do, quite frankly, as well. And I hope people understand where he's coming from. And some people just, they, they, you know, just they, don't, they don't feel it. They don't. I love I love watching the Twitter comments sometimes. It's phenomenal. Keen at Cranepool. You uh, talking to Todd? You need to be back as a weekly guest since the Megapod is on hiatus. No hiatus for the Megapod. We're gonna do some tennis next week. Uh, we're gonna do some March Madness. Yeah, well, the Megapod part. You're right. The Beating the Book podcast is not on hiatus, but the Megapod obviously is, since football season is beyond us. 
Uh, let's see here. This one is from the Charitable Gambler. No public handicappers do college basketball better than the three-man weave. Their angles and information are phenomenal. I would agree with that. Skill Alexander here. Um, okay, so last night on Primetime Action, which I don't know if you heard, Wyatt. You, are you aware of Primetime Action, which I, we do with Matt Brown and uh, Kelly Bidlin? I heard it's a pretty good show. Wyatt's on the show every night as well. Um, so we had John Anik. John Anik is the uh, lead play. Uh, we call him play-by-play. He's the lead announcer, the lead for uh, for UFC. And uh, UFC 272 is this weekend, and we had a chance. Now, Matt Brown goes back with John. They have a, they have a relationship. They know each other. And we were lucky enough to have John on. And uh, first, we asked him about the co-main event. And it went a little something like this. Oh, we're, we're working on it? Okay. Okay. Was this with this one? Was at, the co-main uh, Covington, about minus 335. Masvidal, plus 260. If you were looking at this, wouldn't you assume Masvidal is not winning this thing outside of, of a knockout, right? Where you're getting four to one if you bet him to win by KO, TKO, something like that. I mean, I think if you're leaning Masvidal's side, don't you go ahead and just take the, the four to one on the KO here? He's probably not winning a decision or, or, or by submission, I wouldn't imagine. I mean, Maddie, I've been hearing it all week, but we are so conditioned to expect the unexpected. You know, the octagon is like the craziest scene ever in professional sports. So for me, it's like I don't get greedy with these things, right? Like if I see Masvidal as an underrated fighter and an underrated grappler, um, and I like what I'm hearing and seeing from him this week, you know, they're going to be on the scale here in a few hours. You know, I'm not necessarily – you know, going to rule out him winning on points because Covington is one of the toughest fighters I've ever seen, you know, and his resolve in the last Usman fight was the stuff of legend. So, yeah, I mean, certainly it seems like the, the simplistic for lack of a better word approach to it. But I guess for me, it's like, I wouldn't get greedy with it. I think if you like Masvidal, I want to sprinkle a little bit on the knockout fine, but I think the money line is kind of juicy enough if I'm being honest. And John knows his betting, by the way, he has been a uh, better for a long time. We talked a little bit about that last night on the show. That, by the way, of course, the main event is what we were just talking about. Um, okay. But let's talk about the co-main. This is what John had to say about that. Uh, Co-main, Rafael Fiziev tests positive for COVID-19. He's out. And so uh, you have a situation where Rafael Dos Anjos has a, a fill-in to fight against Renato Moicano. And obviously Dos Anjos is a favorite, not a huge prohibitive favorite, a pretty, yeah. pretty you know, normal-sized favorite at minus 165. Right. And I'm just curious, in, in your experience, when you do have these sort of late-ish replacements, can you make a sweeping statement if it favors the guy who's already been preparing to fight, but it's a brand new opponent or is it the new guy coming in that sort of has the edge? Well, it's a good question and you set it up well. And certainly for Moicano coming in, you know, a golden opportunity to beat his countryman who is the higher profile guy in this equation. You don't spend weeks perseverating over the guy. Moicano's coming off a big win. His confidence is high. In the next 24 hours, I'll find out exactly what he's doing because I happen to know his jiu-jitsu coach and maybe that'll give me more of an inkling as to where he is at physically. Um, but this is a former featherweight, so you don't really worry about the scale. Certainly it's up at 160 pounds. Um, but for Rafael Dos Anjos, right? He put in what looks like the training camp of a lifetime, right, to get his body back down. He wasn't going to lose this training camp. So I will admit that I thought it would be closer to minus 200, just given what we've seen from him here during fight week. But, uh, you know, in the next 24 hours, I think we'll learn more. But it's a fascinating fight. And, uh, yeah, I, I guess I was surprised to see Dos Anjos as low as 165. I was, too. I was, too. I thought it would be higher than that. You bet, did you bet UFC at all, Wyatt? You get into it? 
Uh, that's one sport I wish I wish I did. It's sometimes, you know, when Jordan Sherwood's on, he's going to be on PTA tonight. I kind of yeah. will tail his picks a little bit. Yeah, tell me who's on PTA tonight. I should probably uh, coordinate this with the, with the PTA. Uh, I don't know if you heard of uh, Matt Cox. Oh, Matt Cox is going to be on Pretty good guy. There. Pretty good guy. <laughs> that's great. Should really, should really go to rehearsal sometime, figure that stuff out. Uh, we also asked John uh, about, uh, just generally speaking about the sport, if he had a dream matchup, which way would he go? Fight you'd like to see. Net, like the biggest matchup you'd like to see at any weight level, weight class, moving forward. What's the one you'd anticipate the most if it got made? So I start with the heavyweights, John Jones and Francis Ngannou for sure. But because the welterweight division is being showcased this weekend, it looks as though Hamzat Shimaev and Gilbert Burns are going to fight. And the winner is going to factor prominently in this equation. Leon Edwards, presumably, to fight Kamar Usman. And then whoever wins Saturday night. I'm so intrigued to get some welterweight divisional clarity over the next six or eight months. I know the champ is hurting, but underneath him, we're going to get a lot of clarity. So the heavyweights, let's see John Jones at heavyweight and certainly some clarity at 170 pounds on my wish list for uh, for 2022. All right. Part of a good weekend. College basketball, obviously uh, abounding. And uh, UFC 272, lots of betting opportunities there as well. Uh, someone was asking about tennis today. No tennis. We split our tennis. So we've had tennis picks twice on the show this week. Both times there were two picks. Both times we split uh, to go exactly at zero, I believe, in both cases. Although the first time might have been a couple pennies one, one way or the other. Uh, but yesterday, uh, Christina Buxa, we had uh, as a north of a $2 dog early in Lyon in the indoor hard courts against... Uh, Yastremska, the Ukrainian uh, player, uh, we didn't have a good performance at all in that one, lost that, but we did get, come back and win the Buskova match in Monterey last night, so got that back. So just a split of tennis. And honestly, uh, there is no tennis play today, um, not forcing anything again, no, no men's tournaments right now. It's sort of the sort of a couple, you know, little podunk tournaments happening podunk just relatively speaking uh in terms of the uh, tour itself we'll get back at it next week next week the fifth the de facto fifth major of tennis at indian wells uh will begin in uh, southern california and so we will uh, put together beating the book podcast hopefully we'll try to get dan weston on drew dinsick and make that happen for tennis's fifth major and then obviously that will turn into serious clay season heading into the french open so that's on the horizon so no bet in uh the sport of tennis but if we're looking at futures again that's obviously something people are uh are interested in as always futures outrights you know the terms they actually use in the rules and they'll pay you for it some spots um Igus Fiatek is still the player to bet on at the French Open on clay. You can get Iga at about somewhere in between four to one, five to one, somewhere in that. If you can get five to one, by the way, you should be making the bet. I don't know if there's too many five to ones left, but four to one plus 450, somewhere in that pocket. She's still the bet to make. She just won a tournament last week on hard courts, uh, which is her third uh, tournament win now. In her short, young career, the French Open being the first one a couple years back on clay, the last two have been on hard courts. Her A game, you know, we talk about Arizona and college basketball. When they're on, they're on. Iga's A game is still probably better than anyone's, certainly better than anyone's on clay, but it's getting up there on the hard courts as well. Not prepared to say she's got the best hard court game in uh, in tennis because uh, Ash Body 
And uh, Naomi Osaka at her best might have something to say about that, but certainly Ash Barty does. But uh, Iga right now still the player to beat on clay. So she's still the bet there for sure. And on the men's side, this is tennis's next major, of course, coming up in a couple months. Uh, it's still, look, Rafa Nadal, who has won 21 majors and is, has the most all-time 13 of those, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are on clay. 13. Don't hold me to that, but I think it is 13. Uh, he's back on clay, looking for 22. Yes, Novak Djokovic will be there. Um, Dominic Team, whether he plays or not, again, would be a contender, but he just hasn't played on tour. So it is, it is again, a tougher market on the men's side to bet because as long as Rafa's there, uh, it's not going to be a sexy price. So if there is one player to bet, it would be on the women's side. It would be Iga Sviatek for those looking to get ahead of the tennis curve here. That is in May at Roland Garros in Paris. Uh, but again, no tennis picks today. We'll come back next week with daily tennis picks as well. Coming back, Chrissy Andrews is here. Uh, Vinny couldn't make it this morning. So Chrissy has been kind enough to uh, step in, the author of Then one year. We'll talk a little bit about that, see what people are betting, see what's surprising, see what's stepped up. That's next right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Look at that thing. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. There's no URL. Just go to the app, the KFC app. You like that, Chrissy? Chrissy Andrews, everybody, in for Vinny Maliulo. Yeah, no. No. no I'm the one guy in the world that hates fried chicken. <laughs> who, doesn't, who doesn't love fried chicken? Oh, man. What do you think the first person to fry chicken was like, I have made Holy the cow. finest discovery. Oh, yeah. uh, Look at Columbus and those guys. This was the best discovery of all time. Yes. That's right. Beats Columbus discovery of the new world. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris Andrews, who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. Kind enough to join us in studio. I was on uh, vacation, Chrissy. I was telling you this off air. I'll say it on air. I was reading your, your book, your newer book. My newest book, yeah. Then One Year, your newest, because there's more newer. coming. Newer. I, I got a couple more in the pipeline, yeah. You got a novel coming out? You got a yeah. Then Another Day, maybe? Maybe? Perhaps? Then Another Day, probably... I don't think I'll have it done by next year, probably the year after that. You're more author or bookmaker at this point. What are you? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, here are just some quotes that I was uh, that I uh, called out. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, uh, yes, it's a cliche, but life is precious. Enjoy every sandwich. These are a little uh, Chrissy. Can I, can I caught that? Please. I, I'll tell you where, because I, I stole that off of Warren Zevon. Yes. He was on the David Letterman show. David Letterman loved Warren Zevon. I like Warren Zevon. I don't love him as a musician, mm. but as a personality, I really do. I think he's a terrific and wise sage. And David Letterman loved him. And he was on, and Zevon was dying. And he knew he had weeks or months to live. That was it. And he came on. Dave had, like, the whole show was with Warren. And that was one of his statements. And that just stuck with me. Because I think I think that's a great great statement. It's, enjoy enjoy every, every sandwich. sandwich yeah. yeah, Warren Zevon was like a '70s rock and roll star. Yeah, uh, Werewolves of London was his oh, big okay. song. I he had a, you know, like I said, yeah. he's, he's a good musician. Not my favorite, but a lot of guys like them. Um, let's see, cross sport props. They're total BS, but the media loves them. Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to further comment on that? Which is which is we get a whole bunch of content out of it, but no one actually bets them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, 
let me just say, these are just random. Then the stupid shh, like the coin toss, overtime, safety, and two-point conversions. This is you talking about Super Bowl props. I was very honest with the you book. You were very honest yeah. with the book. I love I love everything about it. But I, the thing about it is, for those who have, have heard you on VEASAN and have heard you on the podcast for years, yeah. uh, we know your voice. And so when you're reading the book, I'm reading it in your voice, and I'm just I'm like at the pool in Miami dying. Just dying. People are like, what are you reading over there? I'm like, what? that's a long story. Well, I, I, Anthony Curtis and I exchanged a couple emails the last couple of days. I'm going to try to do the audio version of the book. I didn't do the audio version of the that's last right. one. I got right when we were ready to do it is when I really got sick and I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to try to do this one. Uh, I've never done that, obviously, but I, I kind of think my voice needs to be attached to, I, I do to too. this book. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I look forward to that. Then... Then One Year, available at uh, Amazon and wherever books are sold, including the South Point yeah, gift, the gift shop, shop yeah. for everybody to come down. Can you imagine yeah, everybody or just Amazon. Like sure. storming the, the South Point I think they shop. sold out once already, maybe twice. Replenish. Yeah, sure. Okay, so we do a lot of talking this week, justifiably so, about small conference tournaments yeah. in uh, college basketball. Here at the South Point, you're your own thing, right? Yep. There's obviously different brands to to every uh, sports books, for, for for lack of a better term. How how much action do you get on this? Is this really? Are, are we in a bit of a bubble here talking about it a lot, or do you get a lot of bets on this? No, as a matter of fact, I was on uh, VCN last night with uh, Sean and Tim. And I said, you know, I I think this is great basketball right now. You know, as as a fan. Uh, but I always think that the action is a little bit disappointing, you know, it's cause I, you know, even and, next week, even next week, yeah, yeah like, which is a little better. Next yeah. Week. You know, but as, as a fan, I think this is just tremendous drama. You, you know, for, in most cases you have teams lining up for the third time uh, of the season. And, uh, I, like I said, I just think it's terrific basketball, terrific drama, but the handle's always like a little bit less than what I had hoped for and what I expected. When I first started, when they first started going to this, like, what, about maybe 30 years ago, something like that, oh, my God, this week's going to be as good as the first week of the tournament. Well, it's not even close. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just not. You know, but I, I think, it, like I said, like if you're a fan of great basketball, there's going to be some great basketball played here in the next two weeks. Yeah. So, you know, probably as good of basketball as good, that's going to be played in the, uh, in the first round of the tournament. The the NCAA tournament itself, which goes back to the typical Thursday Friday mm-hmm. first round uh, schedule this this year, and I'm glad it does. That was Thank a little, that was a little I weird. hated that other one. Yeah, that was a little odd because uh, it's because it bled over into Monday. Yeah, that was that's it. crazy. So for the, again, for those who have never been to Vegas, and and I, I hope most people listening have experienced it once, but th- we always say this: those four days, those first four days. Bigger than the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. Collectively. Yeah, sure. Bigger I than was, the... I was on with Sean, Sean King last night. Yeah. And Sean had never been here for that. He's oh, still, wow. This was going to be his first year. I said, Sean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Whatever your expectations you yeah. are, it'll probably greatly exceed them. It's, it's, a, it's a madhouse here. The, the beauty of it is because the weather has turned good. Right. So like, mm-hmm. you know, guys meet from all over the country, mm-hmm. old friends and stuff to meet for March Madness. And it's because you get the all, all, you know, you can put your bets in in the beginning of the day. Then you go out, do whatever you want at the pool, whatever. Go in, watch games, watch the ends of games. 
here at the South Point, which is a little off the beaten path for those who come in from out of town, you still see massive crowds. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. We 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 kind of yeah you know, we we kind of know what we're doing at this point. But we had a little informal meeting yesterday, just kind of discussing some of the things we're going to do. Like we'll have we'll have a parlay card, we'll have a jackpot card for Thursday, a, d- a different jackpot card for Friday. Just you know, no point spreads. Pick the winners, guaranteed at minimum ten thousand dollars payout. We'll have a parlay card and a teaser card for the first round of the playoffs. And we're just going through and like all our setups upstairs. We'll have four writer. I think I can't remember if we decided on four or five writers and four kiosks. So we just do a ton of action up there. And uh, you know Tom Tom Blazik, who's uh, you know the operations guy. He said he's here at six thirty on those morning, and there's already people oh. lined up out the door oh. to get in. Well, when we do, because this show is seven to nine. Pacific. So the first tip off is right at nine. Yeah. And so we always, the Thursday, so, so what is it, 13 days from now, we'll look back here behind us and there will be a line, right, to bet. And it's always hilarious to see one person holding up a line going, wait, wait, I want to do the parlay. Hold on, hold on, rotation, seven, six, wait, wait, wait. wait. And like the people just get oh, yeah. so oh, frustrated. They want to kill that guy. Yeah. They want to kill that dude. But this is really the proof, right, that. Um, rising tides lift all boats. So, you know, New Jersey and the rest of the country getting sports betting. I bring up New Jersey, obviously, because it it was until New York came around, it was Mm -hmm. really eclipsing Nevada. But when it comes to March Madness, there's still something about Las Vegas that those other places don't have. And it is the weather. It is just that certain time of year, the fact that you can come for the whole weekend. And I think... That's where Vegas will never get beat that particular weekend. And also the Sweet 16 to some extent. But that first four weekend, have you seen any drop? Like, it looks to me, just walking in here every day and every night, that the South Point has never been as crowded. Oh, I, I, you know, I said it from the beginning. We might take a little hit in the beginning, which we did not. Yeah. So, but overall, <laughs> which we did not. We did not. Yeah. Overall, it's going it, to, it'll grow the market. And the market has grown. Our handle keeps going up. And, uh, you know, like you said, you can't find uh, you can't find a seat in here on busy days. You, you know, we have more ticket. You know, on a typical like Sunday during football season, twelve ticket writers back there, eleven kiosks, and it's it's life and death to get everybody in by post time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's you know, so we're doing a, just a ton of business. I expect it'll be the exact same here for uh, for the first round of the NCAA tournament. I hate to say the word never. You know, I, right. I, I never say always, never say never. But right now, we got to try to stay ahead of the game, which so far we have done that here in Las Vegas. We know how to run that party for those first four days. And uh, it, I, I, it's like nothing you'll ever see anywhere else, I would venture to say. Do people forget about the other sports during those four days? Like, does the NBA and NHL handle just drop off a cliff for those four days? Um, I hate to say drop off a cliff, but it certainly drops down pretty significantly. People just yeah. temporarily forget about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, if there's a big game, and you know, the NBA kind of schedules it so they don't have big games those days. But sometimes it's inadvertently right. two teams might be matching up. Sure. They didn't see it at the beginning of the season. You know, hockey kind of ignores it because hockey fans – sometimes can be like in their own little bubble, you, you think? know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you grew up on the East coast yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that maybe doesn't apply, but you know, for your casual betters, they're betting the, the tournament and maybe just peripherally looking at the other sports. Still moves your needle though. I see Jimmy still oh, lurking yeah. around here. 
definitely moves the needle yeah. quite a bit. And you know, just to remind everybody too, when we get to the round of six to the Sweet Sixteen, we go to one hundred five here on straight bets. You do at, that at the South Point. Uh-huh. Doing that again, okay? This year, uh, more with Chrissy Andrews. The uh, the man who runs the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. My mishpucha right here on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We're going to ask him about uh, what he expects his UFC 272 handle to be. And then beyond, after March Madness, what then? What's the biggest thing then? I think we know, might know the answer. coming back right here at Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you could use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is a sports betting's premier loyalty program Featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks. When you wager on the BetMGM app, sign up with the BetMGM uh, app or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander, Chrissy Andrews here at the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip, South Point, as I believe we call it. I, uh, I asked the guys on primetime action. I was like, if I asked Michael Gaughan uh, if he, we can pronounce it South Point, I said the first thing he would be he would say to me is, "Who are you again?" <laughs> he would look at me and be like, "You look vaguely familiar." Uh, all right, so UFC two seventy two this weekend. Yeah. What kind of action do you get here on good UFC cards like this? Uh, tremendous action. Yeah. Tremendous. Yeah, I would say when we started out, uh, you know, my first. Like my first day here back in 2016, uh, I was, uh, I forget where we were going, but I was in the, I was in the car with uh, Michael Gaughan and his longtime partner, Frank Toady. And uh, right away, hey, it's your sports book. You do what you want. We hate the UFC. <laughs> we don't want, <laughs> well, you know. You know, that's kind of a tough right. call now all yeah. of a sudden. Because, I mean, I know we do a lot. of. So we started very small with the UFC. Like a nickel was like about all we were taking. But now we've gotten, you know, we take much bigger bets than that now. Because yeah. just the, the it's grown so much. And I remember I just, you know, Michael, you know, listen, it's like any other sport. You have days you get waxed on something. And Mike, geez, what are you doing? doing and I show him, like, over the course of time, we're doing a ton of business. And, you know, we're holding our percentage. We're doing fine. 
you know, but uh, that was that was like he likes the, that. He, oh yeah, yeah, of course he likes that. Yeah. But that was like the first thing told. I think it might have been my second day uh, on the payroll here at South Point. Was that a just him personally not not enjoying the sport, or what do you think that was? Well, listen, over the years, you know, I could tell you between, you know, boxing mm-hmm. and then any of these fights, you know, there, there could be some big swings. And a lot of times it's when the dog wins outright because usually see. what happens, you know, the wise guys come in on the favorite and then the public comes in on the dog. And, I mean, I remember the one – I can't remember. It was I think it was when Ronda Rousey lost. I can't remember. There was a, a men's fight that night too, and it was both big dogs won. And we had so many parlays on both big dogs. I mean, we lost – a big number. Yeah. A big number. That's also the beauty of your book. Again, not to uh, you just make it all about uh, then another day. Then, another, then another year. Then pardon. one year. Then one year. Then another day is the next one. Then one year. Not to make it all about then one year. But that was also the, the seeing your ups and downs on a daily basis. Yeah. See, I got to tell you, the guys in the business who yeah. have read this book. Yeah. Love it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, the guy. The first book had a much broader appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, I I heard you know Pam's one friend and my wife Pam. Her friend is an English woman, knows like nothing about American sports. She loved the book, and yeah. you know she loved the stories about my uncle Jack, about growing up, about all this and that. I, I don't think this book would necessarily appeal to her, but people like probably people listening to this show, you oh, know, yeah. who you know or you know in the business in one way or another. Uh, you know, I think would greatly enjoy the book. But I, I, the, the first book has much broader appeal. Can we go back to the word tremendous? Yeah, I, obviously, I don't, you're not going to give us dollar amounts. But the define, like if you could compare it to something else, UFC handle being tremendous, what, what is it comparable to? Like, so a, an event like the one tomorrow night, yeah. is that like a night of NBA action? Is it a, is it a playoff game? Like, what is it? Uh, it'd be like a night of good NBA Action, I'd say, yeah, you know, like a good NBA. And again, I'm speaking, you know, there's always relative terms, you know, uh, where we started, which we wanted to take very low limits. Like I said, I got that message from from Frank and Michael, and, and their point was actually well taken. Yeah, they said that these guys they don't get paid anything. You know, I think they're getting paid a lot more, a little bit more now. I think their mm-hmm. paychecks have gone up, and like. And just like a rational human being, you know, as the you know, if, right. you're, if you're taking more action and these guys are getting paid, I mean, you, you you're vulnerable. And, and Frank happen. and Michael have been around a long time. Yeah, uh, they they've seen some uh, some moves being made. Are they betting these specific ones any particular way here? Have you got an action one way? Is it typically the sort of thing where um, folks like to bet? The dog and that the favorite price will come down. How does it on the big fights? They bet a lot of the dogs, you know, the the big fight. But or, you know, I'm looking here at the menu, there's a a couple big favorites. So we'll have, I mean, it's it's just like any other sport, we'll have a lot of parlays with the favorites. Uh, we'll have some, you know, a few parlays with the dogs trying to somebody trying to string together a huge payout comes in every once in a while. Uh, but overall, it's, it's fits a similar pattern as any other sport. So sometimes we come in here on primetime action. We're like, okay, we're at the South Point. We know there's a uh, there's a rodeo going on. Yeah. Let's see if uh, let's see if odds are posted. We want to see what what this is all about. You, you're known for that. You're known for NASCAR. There's a NASCAR event yeah. that's big too in terms of your handle. Yeah, like I said, Michael Gone. I think his his one love more than anything else in the sporting world is motorsports. He loves them all. So we, you know, the, the races are here in Las Vegas this week, even though the South point 400 is in September. Yeah. Uh, this is still a local event, you know, so we put up, you know, the, every race 
we anything we could find we put up. So I think if you're looking to get down on anything NASCAR related, uh, we'll probably have it here. This is this is what is uh, this is what shines through the book, and it, it just like just constant reminder of it's in our DNA. People like to bet on stuff, sure. and for lack of like when sports went away, which is what the book's a, a lot about, um, whatever was available, people just needed. It was like a need to bet on stuff, and we should always acknowledge that that's a thing, and so. You know, I, I, I love the fact that, that you have a brand here where people come and bet these kinds of things. I would never, me personally, right? I would never, I don't know NASCAR, I don't know rodeo, not something I would necessarily bet on. But it is a, it's a constant reminder of if you build it, they will come kind of thing. So do you think that as time moves on, you will constantly add and add to that? Or do you think from your perspective, because you're, again, this is, the shop that you deal with and you answer to one man and you're not a multi-state thing like, say, the DraftKings and the MGMs of the, of the world are, do you have a different sort of take on that from your perspective? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, you know, I've been fortunate that I've worked most of my career for very small companies, you know, and, you know, with, you know, a guy or a couple guys at the head of the table who can make a quick decision, don't have to go through a million lawyers and auditors and everything else to, to justify anything you're doing. Uh, you know, for many years, I worked at Calneva, as people knew, was, I eventually became an owner there, you know, so, you know, I had, uh, I don't want to say a totally free hand, you always have partners and you have customers and you have, you know, board of directors, whatever. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm very lucky to spend my career, for the most part, in companies like that where let, I could get a quick answer. Let me let me be specific. With this so for like for like you know you see these same game parlays thing going nuts. Yeah. So as the as the world transforms, do you like do you feel that pressure to start doing random stuff? Yeah, you know, in in the last, you know, really probably the last six months, we've really made a conscious effort to have much more prop action. The way, you know, the same game parlays, you know, we have to kind of redesign our our computer system to be able to do that properly. And I'm I'm kind of in the middle of that right now. I think I kind of have an idea on how to do that, but I haven't quite you know, dotted the I's and crossed the T's to make sure I could do it properly. But I understand people like to bet those, um, but they can be a little bit uh, funny as bookmakers. And by the way, a lot of these sports books that are doing those do not show a profit. And you can see that in the quarterly reports for almost every one of these. Yes. We are, you know, Yeah. listen, what, I, I, whatever I make or don't make in the sports book is going to have very little impact on Mr. Gone's financial well-being. Mm -hmm. But the mantra still is here. We want to make a little bit of money. We want to hold our percentage, make a little bit of money. And some of these other places, you know, and again, I, I, I really don't want to comment on their business model, what they're doing. But, I mean, you can see that in the quarterly reports, a lot of them are not making money. Yeah. And we it, don't want to go that route here. We're not going to, as long as I'm here. Yeah, it's, you, can, you can't afford to do that. It's a little different calculus. Well, you know, I saw, you yeah. know, there's some huge numbers getting thrown out there. And, you know, yeah. like I said, Michael Gaughan has as much money as any of those guys, you know, but he's still a businessman. He wants mm -hmm. to run this business properly. It, it's fascinating because, it, no, it's, it's, a, it's a point that needs to be, that needs to be made. We'll see the, the long-term viability of something like that. There's always a shakeout in these new markets. Always a shakeout. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for stepping in with for, for Vinny, who had a thing. Who? This... 
<laughs> Hello, Vinny. Sleep in today, my friend. I'm going to see Vinny tonight. Mayolia. Where are you going? Italian American without no, me again? No. We have oh. a celebration of life for oh, Brian, Brian Blessing, Blessing tonight. That's why I'm wearing that. my nights. Yeah. It's at the Oasis, O apostrophe, A C E S, Oasis yes. Bar Grill, owned by uh, John Gone, actually. And it's on Decatur, 6 30 tonight. A lot of us in the industry will be there. Brian was a hell of a guy. I was going to say, Brian, who I did not know, but I have not heard one person Terrific ever guy. say a bad word about Terrific it. Terrific guy. Thank you, Chrissy. Appreciate it. Coming back, Femi and Pritch doing the Lombardi line next at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.